Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. This Thursday, July 29th in Fargo, North Dakota, Time Bomb Pro Wrestling presents Bloodlust. One of the matches on that card is Duke Cornell facing off against Badger Briggs. I was lucky enough to have Badger Briggs join me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. And you know what? It was a lot of fun having Badger on. We talked about her getting into wrestling some of her inspirations, influences, training under Ken Anderson. We talked about her making a name for herself in the Midwest. And we talked about the upcoming Time Bomb Pro Wrestling Show and what we can ex- what we can, all can expect. So without further ado, further ado, here's Badger Briggs on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Today I am joined by a very special guest. Now, coming up on Thursday, July 29th at Time Bomb Pro Wrestling's Bloodlust, Facing off against Duke Cornell is none other than Badger Briggs, my guest today. Badger, how's it going? Oh, it's going, it's going great. I'm getting ready for the show next week. I got a show this weekend. Uh, couldn't be better, really. Now, the people listening, uh, they should be very appreciative of right now because it is 5.30 in the morning while we are recording this because this was the time that worked out best for both of us. So thank you so much for coming on this early. I know it's you know a little bit weirder doing a podcast this early. Hey, I'm happy to be here. I've never done any podcasts, so I'm like early, late. I don't know what the standard is. If we're gonna we're rocking and rolling and we're gonna bang this off right now so let's talk about you getting into wrestling how did this all first come about okay so this is i think i had kind of a weird path into wrestling maybe not weird maybe um just like out of the ordinary because i uh didn't watch any wrestling as a kid at all like i got into it in 2018 um through new japan actually okay uh, I can't, well, it was like, I think it was the summer before 2018. I saw, uh, Bad Luck Fale rip up Hiromo Takahashi's plush cat Daryl mm-hmm. on Twitter. And I was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> I gotta know what's going on here. Why did he rip up his toy? Like, this is crazy. Uh, and then it kind of all like steamrolled from there and like spiraled out of control very, very quickly. <laughs> um, so- the Golden Lovers reunion was what really got me in. Mm-hmm. Right before that. I, I think that was uh, a very important moment in wrestling. I think for a lot of people, just with the, its impact and the, the people involved with it. Yeah, like that, like seven years of storytelling. I was like, I didn't even know you could, I didn't know you could do that. I was like, I just thought it was like guys punching each other. And I didn't realize there was like eight years of like, you know, history. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I mean, it's something that after it uh, came to fruition, I think everyone was very appreciative of uh, the long-term story that they did tell with all of it. Yeah, and across like multiple promotions and like, incredible. You just Definitely something to aspire to. Yeah, you don't get that with a lot of wrestling nowadays. So I think especially, um, I mean, nowadays it seems like it's the fans really want things right away so for that the long-term storytelling and the payoff was incredible yeah so, and they had streamers 
that's one thing that I think we don't get enough of in at local wrestling shows as streamers. So I've fully thrown them once and I want to do now when we I go back to shows, it's like I just want to bring a bag full of them and chuck them out there. Do it. Even one streamer. Like one streamer is fun. <laughs> so you you know, you get into wrestling a little bit later on in life. Now, what about your training? How did you go about wanting to get in actually become a wrestler? Um, it kind of like was kind of slow. Like when I started watching, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like, this is fun. And I went to a local show in like, I think March, 2018. I, yeah. I went to see pro wrestling battleground. Okay. Um, because when my friends was like, oh yeah, there's a show in St. Paul, like we should go. It'll be fun. And I was like, okay. And that was my, my, like the first time I'd been to a live show mm-hmm. and I was like, well, this is crazy. And I was like, these guys are from here. Like, they're just like doing this. And I was like, okay. Um, and now I'm wrestling for battleground in September actually. So it's kind of coming full circle, which is really exciting. Nice. Um, and I was like, that's cool. But what really pushed me to start training was I was a big, huge Chuck Taylor market still am. And something about him and like, see, like I watched like a bunch of his old stuff and like Chikara and on the Indies and uh, something about him made me was like, I made me think I could do it too. I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. um, but Chuck Taylor is why I started training in some ways, which is <laughs> weird because he's not like, he's not super influential in my style or anything. I was just like, yeah, this is the push that I needed. It was like, oh, I think I could, I think I could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started the Academy in 2019 after like a year of like going to the gym and like trying to get into shape and convincing myself that this was, an, was a good idea, you know, <laughs> but it's worked out so far. So I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So you trained at the Academy. Is that the one uh, run by Ken Anderson? Yep. Yep. Ken Anderson has trained me like basically completely. Uh, it's been fun. Like I've been there. Yeah. May, 2019. So two years with the, well, with the year of COVID, but mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you were you still able to do training while COVID was on or did they shut down during it? The Academy shut down um pretty completely right when like in march when everything else did yeah it was closed closed and we were able to train like late late that year a little bit in very small groups and like me extremely cautiously um like we were wearing masks there's like four people there at most uh and then now it's kind of super casual until they reopen in september well that's good so yeah now, what were your first thoughts when you're stepping into training? Because, you know, you're new to wrestling. Um, it's a whole brand new world for you, basically. Did you have any, you know, second thoughts heading into there? Or what was your overall? Um, when I got there, I was so I was so nervous that I thought I, thought I was going to, like, puke or pass out or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, this is... Like, I never felt like I was making a bad decision. Like, that never crossed my mind. But I was like, oh, no, I'm going to, like, I don't know. I'm going to, like, they're going to kill me, you know. Like, something <laughs> bad is going to happen. And then, it was, like, it was fine. Everyone was super welcoming. Um, like, really couldn't have asked for, like, a like better school to train at, I feel like, in some mm-hmm. ways. Uh, even though I was like, yeah, sometimes I'd be like, yeah, I've never seen a rock match. And I'd be like, I don't know. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Um, and everyone was like, I like are you kidding like are you messing with us and I was like no I like I started watching New Japan like I 
don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, and now, now I've been a little bit educated, but I still kind of stick to like the Japanese stuff and that sometimes I'm like trying to, we're like trying to figure something out. I'm like, Oh yeah, this move. And they're like, no, it's this, it's, it's called this. And I was like, I, Oh, okay. Sorry. But um, yeah, I don't, no hesitations really. Mm-hmm. I had like a moment um, probably like six or seven months in a training where I was like, Oh no, like I, I can't do anything. I'm terrible. Um, and like, I like stopped coming as much. And I like, kind of took some time off to like, think about it. And then I was like, no, like you just got to keep doing it. And Ken gave me like a, like, without even knowing that I was like having these, like, oh no, I'm like, not sure if I can do this. Gave me like a pep talk out of nowhere. Like I didn't even talk to him about it. And he was like, no, I think like, I think you should like in like two months, you should get gear. Like you should get gear and you should get going. And I was like, what? Like, okay you say so <laughs> it like busted me out of that little funk and i was like cool let's go it's exactly the little sort of extra push you needed just to keep with it and not yeah. bounce on it. yeah and he didn't even know like i had not talked to him about it mm-hmm. just must have faith th- or something do you think you're like because you know not seeing any rock matches or stuff like that you know mm-hmm. kind of being unfamiliar with north american wrestling do you think that almost helped you when you're going into training because you you don't have that sort of like past history with wrestling? It's like a blank slate for you. So you're going in and it's just like you're learning on the fly with no previous, you know, um, knowledge about it. Kind of. Um, but when I like when I started, by the time I started training, I'd been like watching wrestling regularly for about oh my god like a year and a half that's it like mm-hmm. um but I was like watching like I got really intensely into uh all Japan women's and mm-hmm. like all Japan men's wrestling and um FMW <laughs> I'm, a hu- I'm a huge deathmatch school so I'm like I was watching like awful deathmatches and going in and being like ah, I think I'm gonna do this I'm gonna train like um so in some ways yes but I also went in and was like we need to drop each other in our heads like all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we do. That's what they do. Yeah. And then everyone was like, well, no, you gotta, you should calm down a little bit. <laughs> um, so that was kind of like weird to like adjust to like, because the styles are so different and people wrestle really differently. Mm-hmm. And I was coming in and I was like, I want to do like, like uh, intense grappling. I didn't know that then, but like a couple months into training, I was like, Oh, I think I want to do like a technical style and like really work like the grappling and like the you know the big suplexes and stuff mm-hmm. um but you find your people like you find like like-minded people and they like get what you want to do and like ken was really good at facilitating like diff- he's really good at facilitating different styles even if he's like kind of like uh, i don't wrestle like that but like i want you to wrestle how you want to wrestle yeah um and i always really appreciated that from him mm-hmm. I hope that's answering the question. I forgot. No, that, that's, that's pretty good actually. So okay, cool. um, it's, it's nice that, you know, he trains in a way to find your strengths and not just, this is how you be a wrestler. This is how you're going to do it. You know, if mm-hmm. someone is more of a, a, a grappling style, then he's going to push you towards that or, you know, high flying, not taking that away from them and saying, no, no, you got to do more mat based wrestling. So that's really good on his part. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that from, from him. I come from, a, I went to art school. So like you run into art teachers, you're like, oh, I want you to like make work in this way. Or I want you to like all kind of do the same thing. 
mm-hmm. and you run into that with like there's like a like sometimes he'd have guests vets in and there's like a certain vet who was like yeah i think everybody should wrestle like this specific way mm-hmm. um and it was like a super old school mentality and i was always kind of like isn't that kind of boring mm-hmm. like if everyone wrestles exactly the same way it's like it, Sounds fun. Like variety is you need it. Definitely. And I think that's something that's very important in wrestling because if there's so much different styles out there, there's, you know, with the different companies and everything, you can find what you really like and not be, okay, it's, you know, just done the way, you know, say WWE does it. No, it's not like that. You know, if you like high flying, wrestling you can get that if you want you know to see two guys just beat the shit out of each other you can you know put on a suzuki match and watch him go to town you know so mm-hmm. it's finding what you like and just going with it you like basically never have to watch wrestling that you hate anymore exactly so like, there's no reason to so the fact that people will go online and just bitch about wrestling it's like no just find something you like yeah so did you you didn't have any sort of like combat sports training before going into wrestling eh? no i well technically okay. when i was 12 i did mm-hmm. do i took taekwondo as you okay. do as a child so i got a yellow belt um i don't think that helps <laughs> but technically yeah well yeah. You, you can always put that on the resume you know so yeah but other than that no i don't have any okay uh, I'm always surprised because I know in the States, um, like wrestling is big there, like amateur wrestling and in Canada, it's something that's never really done. So that's why oh, it's always okay. something to I'd figure I'd ask because you never know. Maybe you had a background in wrestling. Honestly, yeah, I wish I could get amateur wrestling in high school now. I had one, I played softball and one of my teammates um, did wrestling. Okay. winner. Yeah. She was like the only girl in like the surrounding area that was like doing amateur wrestling. Mm-hmm. Well, Maybe one other. Yeah. Did you grow up in Minnesota? No, I'm from Wisconsin originally. Oh, okay. Yep. That makes sense why you are a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Oh yeah. Huge Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> fan. I was so happy on Tuesday. It's like yelling in my house. My roommates were like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, Very I, I didn't expect them to uh, come back from two games down. So the fact that they did, I mean, that's huge for huge for Milwaukee. They've always been the underdogs. They have and been. It's nice to see their story get completed that, like that. And honestly, like I wouldn't have been mad if the Suns had, well, I would have been mad if the Suns had won, but I was like, the Suns are also kind of like the underdogs too. And I was like, it's nice to see like two smaller city teams in the finals finally. Yeah not just the uh the big cap teams like you know having the lakers constantly in or the warriors yeah you get tired of the warriors running the gauntlet and just going oh yeah i hate them biggest heels in the nba (laughs) i like the that with almost all aspects of life you can translate wrestling into it somehow and it just plays out nicely so now you know training in minnesota Uh, One thing I've noticed is that a a big chunk of wrestlers in Minnesota, it really seems like it's a family there, you know, from the training to the support that everyone gives. Cause I mean, um, I had 
were your friends with the Northern Force. I had them on the show and talking to them. They were very complimentary of you and, you know, they were hyping you up on and off the show, you know? So you see, you know, guys like Top Flight who wrestled in Minnesota, they make it to AEW or even Eric Cannon getting a, a match on Dark a few weeks back. What's it like being part of that community? Honestly, it's kind of incredible because um, I like coming into training. I was pretty worried because it's like, like wrestling is very like. There's not a lot of women in the area, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Am I gonna like? Is it gonna be weird? Are the boys gonna be weird? Like, am I gonna feel like welcome?" Um, I didn't want to be like, you know, like intruding on a space or like not have anyone in my corner. And has I've had like no problem. Like I've been really lucky because like I have no issues mm-hmm. and like everyone is so kind and welcoming and is like, oh, let me help you with this. Or like, let me show you how to do this. Or like, you want to try this thing? And it's been great. And like, excuse me, um, like you find your crew. And I found my crew like earlier this year when I started going to show, like working shows. And I don't know, I feel really blessed. Like I've made a lot of friends and I'm like, these are friends that I like, want like hang out with outside of wrestling stuff too mm-hmm. sometimes and like you guys made the jump from like wrestling friends to like you know real real friends yeah. air quotes but um yeah i can't i really can't say enough about the scene and the, the workers like i mean northern force are, are great like they're two two real sweet uh minnesotan boys well wisconsin <laughs> and minnesota boys you know yeah real sweet midwestern boys and they can hit all their, they hit all their double team moves on me and I'm not even like too mad about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. We can practice that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be in cars. Like I'm never, I'm usually not even mad to get in a car for six hours with somebody. Cause I'm like, we're going to have fun like on mm-hmm. the way there. It's going to be cool. And we're going to go to like four quick trips on the way. So I'm happy. Nice. So um, you're, I mean, the pandemic took a big chunk of, you know, your wrestling training out was your when was your first match was that earlier this year yeah um it actually i had my first match booked last year in march okay and then pandemic happened canceled it and then like a year to the day later i debuted at time bomb in the basement so that was the carver that was your first match that was my first match okay uh yeah a little bit of trial by fire um Mm -hmm. you know you get murdered in your first match you're like well (laughs) can only go up from there <laughs> what uh what sort of you know thoughts did you have going into that match i mean obviously you're a little nervous but i mean uh for those that don't know it was in a basement and uh, i mean there was a few times you know you see how low the ceiling is and you're worried someone's gonna wring their head on it but uh what was uh what was your initial impressions going into that uh my main thing was i was like okay don't like don't freak out one in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a couple, honestly, I, it was kind of like an ideal debut because of how small it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's only a few fans and they're all friends with a promoter. And um, Eric, the time on promoter is like one of my really good friends, like from before training even. Um, so it's like, if I mess up too bad, Eric won't be too mad at me, I hope. <laughs> I was like, he'll probably be fine. And 
there's like almost there's only four matches that day so there's not a lot of wrestlers there mm-hmm. I, I was a little intimidated because i was like really i was like really excited to meet uh dom greeny because i'm like a huge fan you know mm-hmm. um and i was like oh i hope he doesn't watch me get murdered by the carver and he didn't so i was like cool <laughs> perfect i was like stayed in the locker room um and it i was yeah i was really nervous like i was backstage like i'm gonna throw up probably and i still kind of I still get that nervous before every match. Like it hasn't worn off yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, yeah, I went pretty well, you know, as well as it could be. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I mean, I, I was happy. Pardon me. That's what's important to you know. I mean, I had no idea that that was your first match. So that says something about not being like, you can kind of tell if someone's new to it and unfamiliar, but I mean, you didn't look that. So you were set. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Try to fake it, you know. So who do you take inspiration from with your style of wrestling? Uh, so Shibata is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., Mako Samura. Bull Nakano in some ways, but not like, just like her presence is really like something that I'm really inspired by. Mm-hmm. Um, Khan, like all of the like greats of like all Japan women's of course um, yeah. Mariko Yoshida is really big for me in terms of like her technical style and how like she's just, like scary in the ring mm-hmm. without ever being like super like over the top just like the way she moves is really cool um, I think those are those are like the big ones Chuck Taylor, he's gonna come up again. He's kind of like a like an odd duck in that like group, but uh, he still is important to me. You know, I think uh, he's Chuck Taylor is definitely someone who's criminally underrated in wrestling for all that he's done. I mean, he, I agree. he, he was for him being like PWG champ when you see some of the wrestlers that go through there and the matches that he was putting on. He just does not get the love and appreciation he deserves. He like never he never has. I'm always like, yeah, I love Chuck Taylor so much. And everyone's like, why why? Like Trent's right there. And I'm like, no, it's it's Chuck. Mm-hmm. Um that match he had for the title in PWG when he the first time he won it was um against Zack Sabre Jr. at uh pushing forward back is like one of my favorite matches of all honestly of all time. Like that is like up there for me. Yeah. Um it's just crazy. Like Zack Sabre Jr. takes off the bottom rope in that match. Because he's tired of Chuck getting the rope breaks. I like that. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like my first experience with PWG was Battle of LA 2016. Like I'd always see like, you know, clips and stuff online, but never really, okay, it's just, you know, a different promotion. And then I was just like, oh, fuck, I'm going to buy the DVDs. So you get them and you're watching this and it's like, holy shit, I want to go there and I want to be part of that and like sit in the crowd while this is going on you know the energy in there and it's like all the wrestlers it's like they go all out it's like we're gonna put on the best show that we can you know not holding back and so something was like an incredible venue too Mm -hmm. like garbage venue but like perfect in that like way it yeah it was it just fit the the overall company and everything it was like that is their home yeah Now, I mean, you also wrestled for first wrestling earlier mm-hmm. this summer. Uh, you faced off with Blair Onyx. And uh, I was wondering if you could talk about that match a little bit. 
Yeah, that was my debut for first also. Um, I was, it was fun. Honestly, I was like, I was super nervous again. Like that's like the biggest crowd that I I'd wrestled in front of. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were so hyped for everything that went on. Um, we were, I think we were right before intermission. So I think we were the third match and right before us was, uh, Diva Rose who's this burlesque performer who I'd never seen before. And she did Pee Wee Herman burlesque, which was incredible like she did a routine to 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 tequila Mm -hmm. and i was like oh my god how am i supposed to go out and wrestle after this like that you should just go everyone should just go home you can't talk that (laughs) like the crowd was losing their mind and then i was like okay well i'm gonna go beat up blair and we'll do our we'll do our best and it was a fun match like it was pretty pretty you know i won which was crazy i did not expect that Congratulations. I think I got like a, thank you. That was my first win. I was very excited. I was like, cool. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I guess this crucifix pin did work. <laughs> it was very shocking. Um, but they're bringing me back, which is really exciting. I was like, okay. Nice. Cool. Yes, I'm available in August. The, uh, what I found is, um, so there's quite a few promotions in, you know, North Dakota, Minnesota, all, all across the States that, the uh the events that they're putting on and their overall message i think um i'm a really big fan of so i mean first is one of them you know they just with the uh their overall mindset and sort of ethos i think that uh, it's something that definitely is more needed in wrestling so i'm happy to see it so yeah i mean i i love working for them in the locker room was really like chill and like nice and i was like these are like fairly like large names in the indies and they're all like cool i was like this mm-hmm. is great like i felt very welcome what uh, so far in wrestling i mean you've been at it for a couple of years what's the best advice you've been given so far oh best advice um hmm. that's a good question i th- honestly maybe like wrestling owes you nothing that, that honestly might be the like best advice I've got. I don't even remember who told me, mm-hmm. but at some point some, we were like talking about something they're like, wrestling doesn't owe you shit, basically. Like, like you, you can't expect anything out of it really mm-hmm. um, beyond what you like show up and put in. And like, even with like, you can work your ass off and not get anything out of it sometimes. Um, and I think that's good for me to like, remember and be like, yeah, like, like take a great like take everything with a grain of salt a little bit but like show up and put the work in and you usually get something out of it but like don't don't get too cocky you know yeah like i don't know and i i can't be cocky because i only have had like five matches so i don't think it's possible for me yet <laughs> but you know wrestling doesn't owe you anything and oh you learn more in the quick trip than you do in the car i'll say that all right Sometimes everyone's like, oh, yeah, you learn more in the car than the ring. And I'm like, okay, maybe. Like talking about matches afterwards and be like, oh, yeah, this is what you should have done. Yeah. So now you've mentioned, you know, some of your inspirations earlier. I mean, even, you know, talking about all Japan, you know, huge suplexes, all of that. What is the best suplex in wrestling? Oh, that's a good question. 
I'm going to say, I mean, my favorite suplex is a bridging German. Mm-hmm. Like that is my, that's my favorite to see. Um, but I do, I really like a tiger suplex and I really like a Northern Lights too. But I think just like a classic, like perfect bridging German can't be topped. Uh, I think the Northern Lights, when done well, is one of the best looking suplexes in wrestling. It's fantastic. The toe, you got the toes pointed before you even hit the ground. It's perfect. Yeah. So um, now, I mean, you are new to wrestling. And I, I like to ask this question. It doesn't matter how long someone's been in wrestling because I think the answers can always be different. And it's, doesn't necessarily have to be something, you know, deep and huge, but what changes would you like to see in wrestling? Like in the business in general? Business or, you know, even as a fan, something that you would like changed. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like it's kind of hard for me to split off my like working in fan at this point. Um, shorter shows because mm. uh, I see shows and they have 11 match cards and I'm like that's that's too many matches yes um, I think that's why that's why I love working for time Bob because they're always like yep yeah, five matches six matches it's shows under two hours yeah but I love it um I think I don't I've seen a, I feel like lately I've seen a lot of like doing stuff just to be the first to do it mm-hmm. and I'm like this is getting like really like all these sips and like first like iron man match in this specific like county or something and i'm like yeah just like go out there and have like like do like just do a good match like don't mm-hmm. like don't worry about doing that stuff I'm, like i think the sweet spot for most matches is like 12 minutes yeah like you can do basically anything in 12 minutes mm-hmm. and i mean you almost want to mm-hmm. yeah. leave the crowd or leave the fans wanting more so yeah because then they'll don't... come back to the next show yeah you don't have to go out there and drag a 12 minute match on for 18 to 20 minutes, you know, do it at 12, have the fans clamoring for another one and keep going with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, no. I want to see more like UWFI rules, like paradigm has been doing more as like the place to go for that kind of rule set. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do this thing where they do, you do uh, UWF rules and then they go to like, I think they're, they're calling it like terminal combat. And then it's like anything goes okay. for like the last like two minutes of the match. And I was like, this is like crazy stipulation, but it's like the couple matches I watched that are really fun. So like more like kind of weird match tips like that. I think mm-hmm. I just want America to get a little weirder. Like I want it to be weirder. I think that uh, it would only, you know, go with the flow. And I think that'd be a great thing for them. You know, I think we're on our way. Yeah. yeah. So um now you've mentioned FMW and death matches. What is the appeal to you about death matches? Spectacle. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, like obviously like the toughness aspect is really cool. Like you go out there and you like beat the shit out of each other with weapons and then you're bleeding everywhere. But I'm like, really my favorite part of death matches is like, the like you see like the glass burst and like there's this like cloud of smoke and like Mm -hmm. glass shards everywhere and like people are bleeding and like like it's kind of like you know like like nothing else like ccw is like pretty influential and like i mean moxley's on 
national television every week now and like or i mean not now like he has been but yeah um yeah i love the spectacle i love like that like push yourself through anything um and like the weapons is fun because like they're getting weirder i think too like you see like like wiffle ball bats covered in tacks or like gusset plate bats and i'm like this is insane mm-hmm. like ricky norn like I was talking to him at the the last time I'm showing. He was just like, "Yeah, I make it. Up. I'm just making my own weapons now." Really? Just like, yeah. He just like gets ideas and he like puts together stuff. He's got like snap like snap bangs that you throw at the ground on like mm. door like a. I think he had a table leg, and I was like, I was like, "What is this? This rules!" Like, <laughs> so creative, I'm getting so weird. Do you remember the first death match that you saw? Honestly, I'm not 100% sure. The one that like sticks in my brain is one that I saw pretty early was um, Masashi Takeda versus Asami uh, Kodaka from like May 2018, Mm -hmm. which is like, I think it was May 2018, which is one of like, it's like a ladder. There's like a huge ladder and I think they've got glass, of course, Um, maybe barbed wire. And that one sticks in my brain pretty hard as one of the first ones I saw, but I'm not sure if it was like the first one. Mm-hmm. Jun Kasai was really the guy that got me in to okay. death matches. Yeah. And then Takeda was like next. And I watched a lot of Masada matches too, which was kind of weird. Cause I was like, who is this like giant man in a beanie? Mm-hmm. just like bleeding everywhere. I mean, I know for myself, um, cause I mean, I grew up when I'm watching Raw as a kid and they were showing like clips of, you know, Cactus Jack dragging like the cross to the ring during the death matches, you know? So that was like my first thing is like, holy shit, what is this? You know? And then you're seeing the explosions and the fire, but then it almost seemed like it took a little bit of, you know, a hiatus where you're not getting that sort of, you know, you're not seeing it as much. And then the past few years, it's come back with a bang. And I think it's really, really exploded for everyone. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. Cause like, I think the GCW like really kind of pushed it into the mainstream somehow, which is kind of crazy to see. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah, I hope that it gets like, I mean, Nick Gage is going to wrestle Jericho and TNT next week. And I'm yeah. like, I, if someone had told me that like two years ago, I'd be like, no, even like yeah, oh, yeah. a couple months ago, I was like, no, <laughs> no, what are you talking about? With, uh, I mean, I think, yeah, Nick Gage at the forefront, he's brought a lot of eyes to it. And I mean, even mm-hmm. that was watching a GCW show a few years ago. I, I think it was one of the backyard wrestlings. That was really my first experience with what they're, what they're doing and what they're bringing to the table. So now, personal goals what do you have set for yourself if anything that you would like to achieve whether it's this year or just as a whole oh that's a good question i like when i started i was super averse to like any goals or like setting anything for myself because i was like what if i don't want to be disappointed right Mm -hmm. um and i still i still kind of feel that way but i'm kind of like easing my way into being like this could happen Mm -hmm. um I mean, my long shot goal is definitely Japan. Like it always has been. Like that's like, like that's that's my that's my my biggest like most far fetched goal for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but in like short term, I'm like I just wanna 
like keep keep working in the area and hopefully get out of the Midwest a little bit at some point. But honestly, there's like enough amazing promotions here that I'm like, I don't even, I don't know if I needed to go that far. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, I'd really like to work for ICW in a cage. Like I want to yeah. get in the, I want them to let me in the pit <laughs> at some point. Probably not for a while, but at some point. A death match is on my radar too. I really want to do a death match. Um, that's, yeah, I mean, yeah, death match. And I want to do a UWFI rules match at some point. Nice. And I think both of those, those two, I think I'm like, those are doable within the year. Oh, I think without a doubt that you could easily get those two done. Like those two seem, set the bar low, you know. Let me bleed on the floor, you know. So, Time Bomb Pro Wrestling, they have a show coming up July 29th in Fargo, North Dakota at the Sanctuary Event Center. Like I said at the beginning, you're facing off with Duke Cornell. Now, let's talk about your thoughts heading into that match and just uh, the card in general. I'm very excited to go back to Fargo, to the Sanctuary. Um... For my match, I'm like, Duke put out this, uh, put this promo on me that was like, like I created you, like, you know, like we, me and the Carver organ, like let you live and now you're, you're better, you're more vicious and you're stronger. And I'm kind of like, well, taking a lot of credit for a lot of stuff I've done. uh, And now we're going to fight. You're going to find out just like how much better I am, I guess. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm like, that's going to be a, a hard match and he's he's a lot bigger than me but you know i guess i'll make up for it by being vicious or something yeah i mean you know size doesn't matter so it, uh, yeah. i'm i'm stoked for it it's a, a good lineup great a very good card and oh, uh, card's amazing i mean it's from the the triple threat match you got on there um you got i mean carver's facing off with gangrel there's the uh yeah Oh, I, you know, I just recorded an episode the other day and I ran down the entire card. And now I, I'm drawing a blank, but I think there's six yeah. matches in total. So yeah. Shane Black versus Manders. Yeah. And I think Manders is going to beat the shit out of him, but I'm excited. I hope I get to watch that one live. <laughs> um, Shane's going to do his best. Uh, I think Blair Onyx versus Damian Saint should be cool. Cause they're both kind of like spooky goths. And I'm like, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other one? You said, I think, oh, I think we covered all of them. Then. Yeah. Because it's Triple Threat, Gango, me, and Shane on, and then Blair. The Triple Threat I'm real stoked for. Mm-hmm. They're like, I mean, Jossie is like, it's on another level, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I'm just lucky to be in locker rooms with him still. I'm like, you should be like out of here. You should be signed. Like, you should be on TV every week. I mean, he had his appearance on, you know, Dark, I think it was. And then mm-hmm. um, I think he's got another match coming up, but I won't say oh, anything okay. Okay. because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone listening, but I go ahead and read spoilers for shows. So, um, but I mean, it's exciting to see. So, I mean, good for him. Yeah, I'm glad. Um, I mean, Kevin Koo is like, I'm a, I mean, I was a huge violence forever, Mark, and like still mm-hmm. am. And like, I think both of them are really cool and good wrestlers. And like, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put Damon Spriggle over too. And I know he'll listen to this if I, if I put him over too. <laughs> um, 
but I mean, I think he's like one of the most underrated guys mm-hmm. like in the Midwest right now. And Eric sees that and like time bomb is like, I'm glad time was putting him in the main, like in the main or semi main, like yeah. lately. And I'm like, he works super hard and is real good at wrestling. So I'm like, I hope he's everywhere soon. Honestly. Um, the first match I saw with him was, uh, the show you were on against Matthew justice. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love that match. I thought it was fantastic. So right it was so that, fun. Like yeah. I want, like I was, I was, uh, I watched that like half live except for the part where they like brawled outside. Like I was just like hiding behind the curtain. I was like, I gotta see this. Like mm-hmm. so much fun. The, uh, have you the... seen, did you watch that match that he had with or invite the show before that in the basement? No, I didn't see that one yet. It's, it's nasty. It's a good death match. I, I think I, I still yeah. have my IWTV subscription up. So I know it'll either be up on there or YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. So I'll have YouTube. to look for that one. Okay. Yep. That one's on YouTube. The, uh, the one other match uh, is uh, Orin Veidt versus Eric Cannon. Oh, yeah. I mean, that'll be great, too. Like, yeah. So. Yeah, two, two vets. Now, you're also scheduled to wrestle for Time Bomb August 7th in Grand Forks, correct? Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, that's still a few weeks away, but uh, the rumble at the Ramada, that'll be coming up. And uh, I mean, I know, I mean, I love what Time Bomb's doing because it's close enough for me that I just consider it local because it's only a two hour drive. Oh yeah, but it's closer to you than me. Yeah, so they, I mean, they're putting on great shows and it's they're constantly delivering with what they do. Yeah, so. I'm so excited to wrestle at that August show because I'm like, that might be the show that I'm most stoked for, honestly. Yeah. Like coming up, uh, there's only two matches, and then there's like a battle of the bands happening too. Yeah. And I'm I'm wrestling. I mean, I'm wrestling Damon there too, and that'll be fun. Okay. Um, there we might have some weapons. I don't wanna. I don't wanna like reveal anything, but yeah. maybe. We'll we'll keep it spoiler free. You know, we don't wanna yeah. ruin anything. Yeah. You know? So get yeah. everyone to go out there and check it out. So. Yeah, come out to Grand Forks, see some bands, and see some see some um, a dark carnival death match with Ricky Norin and Sebastian Taylor is up first, and then me and Damon are gonna eat the shit out of each other, and then go eat hot dogs probably. Perfect. Yeah. Um, one thing I love about Grand Forks, uh, just the fact that it's like two hours away from where I am, but it's like a completely different, like everything you know like different restaurants different stores and all that so i go down there and i'm like oh culver's all right yes i will have this you know or just different stuff like that now that's time bomb i just wanted to before we wrap this up some of your favorite matches oh um well i said the zach saber jr versus chuck taylor from pushing forward back at pwg that's my that's one of my favorites um I'm terrible. I never like I never make lists of anything and I never rank anything. Um Bull Nakano versus Aja Kong, the cage match where Bull jumps off the top of the cage. That one, I don't remember the date on it, but that one's that one's up there for me. Um there's a match from All Japan, like I think 2019, maybe, with Nomura and uh Okabayashi that just like just two big dudes beating the shit out of each other. It's rules. Mm-hmm. Um 
Kodaka versus Takeda. That's a that's a big death match that I'm a big I really like. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> See, I gotta I gotta I throw you on the spot everything. because you know you can't just no, that's okay. to read off of it, you know. Makes you think about some like yeah, Oh, Ishii versus Shibata. It's like I think it was from a G1. It's like under 12 minutes, I think. And I think it's just like one of the most like perfect recent matches. I think um, there's nothing more that I want in wrestling right now than a Shibata return. Yeah. Because I mean, we got kind of spoiled when was it 2019 when he was like, you know, mentoring Kenta and Kenta turned on him and, you know, he dished out those drop kicks and beat the shit out of like Fale and a couple others. And it's just like, all I want is Shibata back in the ring. Yeah, I would. I don't even know how to do. I maybe if he was wrestling in the U.S., I'd buy. I have to buy a plane ticket, probably. Mm-hmm. Like he's the guy. I'll oh, I'll man. I'll get bored and like kind of just throw up a match on YouTube. And I was looking, I was like, oh, Shibata Kyle O'Reilly from a Ring of Honor show. Yes, I will watch that. So good. Oh, Shibata um, Murakami from Big Mouth Loud is one of my. I'm a like Kazuno Murakami. I think is like one of the like most underrated like insane like 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 scary heels like he he wrestled suzuki and he somehow made suzuki look like less scary than suzuki usually does which is insane mm-hmm. just by like force of like willpower mm-hmm. um he's he's nasty he had like an mma career too but, uh, i will throw you on the spot once again okay. do you have any favorite matches from this year so far from this year oh yeah neil diamond cutter versus tank from icw uh mania weekend mm-hmm. uh, it's just like a delightful death match between a really little guy and a really big guy uh that's pretty that was fun i really liked violence is forever versus finn juice from mania weekend too mm-hmm. um max the impaler versus i think it was brandon kirk in the cage or in the pit at icw no, it was Alex. I think it was Alex Ocean. I don't know. It was one of those two dudes. I always get them mixed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was really fun. Honestly, the time bomb main event from the last show uh, is probably up there for me too, just in terms of like, I marked out real hard watching it. Like I was jumping up and down, like losing my mind. So I was like, that's got to be up there. That was... Uh... Oh, okay. Uh, I was thinking it was Damon Spriggle versus uh, Atomic Frog, but that was the first match. Oh yeah, that was that was the the backyard show they did. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah, this was from um, the Sanctuary show, oh, okay. and it was yeah, Violence is Forever versus Orinvite and Damon Spriggle. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I was like, I was literally, like, I was watching it after my match, and I was like, just over by the bar, like literally jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. I was so stoked for it. Oh, uh, so. Where can people find you? Or actually, before we get to that, I mean, uh, you do have a life outside of wrestling. Uh, what do you like to keep busy with? Um, I'm actually a painter and a cartoonist outside of, like, the shoot job and wrestling. Nice. Um, although I have not been painting as much or drawing as much because of I've been wrestling <laughs> a lot more lately, which has been kind of, kind of hard because I like that's like a huge part of my usual like hobbies but yeah things things shift around i'm like 
whenever I can't wrestle anymore, I'll just get back to get back to painting, but that'll be fun. For sure. So where can people find you if they want to get a hold of you? Or I mean, if you've got t-shirts or anything like that, hit them with your socials. Okay. I'll do I'll do all the plugs. Um all on the plugs. Instagram. I'm just badger underscore briggs. Uh on Twitter, I'm uh at snark, which is S-N-R-R-K-K. <laughs> And Facebook is also just Badger Briggs, but you can find me on pretty much anything. You just search Badger. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, uh, easy. Now, definitely check it out if you're going to be in uh, Fargo. Check out the show. Time Bomb always delivers. So, I mean, you're going to be missing out if you're there and don't go. So, I mean. It's true. I'm going to I'm gonna rip Duke's other eye out. So, you have to wear two eye patches at once so you don't want to miss it. I, I'm kind of stoked to see that. I'm hoping that it's put up on YouTube or streaming afterwards because I, I'll love that. So it'll definitely be somewhere. I don't, I'm not sure which one yet, but Eric will, Eric will have it up for sure. Badger, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Yeah, I, uh, it oh was God, good. first podcast. <laughs> you pretty exciting. Great. So, thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much to Badger Briggs for joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. I truly appreciate her taking the time out of her busy day to join me and talk wrestling. And it was a lot of fun just, you know, hearing her story so far and her foray into wrestling. So if you get the chance, definitely check her out. Time Bomb Pro Wrestling, July 29th at Bloodlust. She's also going to be on the show in Grand Forks at the Rumble at the Ramada. So one of those two days, if you get a chance, definitely make your way there and check it out. The, the Bloodlust card looks fantastic. We've ran it down before, but uh, definitely get your tickets. Go check it out. Hopefully it'll be streaming somewhere afterwards. And if, if you can make it live, then you can at least see it online, you know? So thank you so much to her. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I truly appreciate it. I mean, I'm very thankful that you're listening, checking it out. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, Grainmaker, at GrainmakerPod. Emails grainmakerpodcast at gmail.com love talking wrestling so hit me up there are the twitters up on apple Podcasts. if you could take the time rate review truly appreciate it and also up on spotify podcast so thank you so much for checking it out thank you to badger briggs give her a follow on twitter she's awesome thank you again have a good one